Good evening, and welcome to episode four of Free Range Waffles, a podcast where we talk about things. My name is Billy, and I'm here with my two older brothers, Jeff and CJ. Hey. Uh, guys, what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk uh, about a whole bunch of different things. First off, I'd like to bit. understand more about this cult that you found yourself in. <laughs> For those of you who aren't in our group chat, which is everyone but other than the people <laughs> right now, um, we got this text from Billy. Um, now, first, let me see. First off, yeah, let's talk about the time frame. Thursday. Thursday. When was but it? What Thursday? time was it? What time was it on, on Thursday, Jeff? Um, I got it. At, um, I got it at seven. Uh, no, I got it at four twenty-nine a.m. Yes. Um, that means. Which is what time for you? Seven twenty-nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not it's not seven twenty-nine here at that point. Four here. What day was it? Thursday. Yeah, it's Thursday. So at that point, That's- at that point, it had already been up for over three hours. Why? Because I, jo- I joined an early morning cult. Oh, oh, oh. I, you didn't. So the text just says, "Hey guys, I joined a cult." It doesn't say I joined a specific early morning cult. There's a lot of specifics, but that's one of them. All right. Well, we've been waiting patiently for the last three days to hear details. You have. You have. Do you got any for us? Yeah. Okay. So um, it all started back when I I also joined the Baptist cult. I remember hearing about that. That is a a large cup of coffee you just poured. Yeah. Tea, I think. Tea. It's actually a very small cup of tea, but we can talk about that later. Okay. Didn't sound small. Didn't sound small. Well, Maybe the tea is it's, small. It's... <laughs> Maybe you just poured very slowly. It's a it's a very small hole that you pour out. <laughs> so just keep going. Just talk okay. about this. Okay. Talk about so this once I joined the Baptist cult, it was just a matter of time before I, you know, joined a small group. And mm, that seems fair. Baptists, we meet on Wednesday night. Baptists have small groups too, huh? They do. Yeah, they do. It's a, it's a requirement. Oh. And um, so my small group leader, he's, uh, his name is Mike. And um, Mike was trying to convince us to join him in the morning for this workout group. And... Oh, no. uh, it was just me. There was just this guy named Jordan, and uh, there's a guy named Tyler, and there's a couple other guys. And uh, I said, "Well, I'll go if Jordan goes." And then Jordan says, "Well, I'll go if Tyler goes." And uh, Tyler said that he'd go if uh, if Josh went. So we all got pressured into joining this group, and then we found out it wouldn't just be us working out in the morning, like Mike made it sound. You know, he's like, just come on over. We'll go, we'll go for a jog. There's a park nearby, and uh, we'll just do some workout as a as a group. So we all joined up, and then we find out, oh, this is a this is a group. I don't know if you know. Did you know about it's called F three? F three. F three. No. Okay. F three is apparently not in Montana, but it's a uh, is it like functional fitness and fun? I don't know, man. Probably less fun. I'm not still so, investing not so fun. in the roots of the cult. But uh, okay. nice. it's, uh, it takes place at 5.30 on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays at this park. Year-round. They never don't meet. Whoa. And it's this group of old guys. And some young people, but mostly like middle-aged to old, older group of gentlemen. Guys only. Uh, and um, and they all have code names. Whoa. <laughs> and there's okay. And it's like rooted in like military mysticism. Wow. Military? You mean like military Rambo? mysticism? I don't even know what that means. Yeah. So they 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 all like. They meet at 5.30 in this park, and they, everyone just sort of comes around. There's, like, people on bikes, people, and they're all wearing, you know, like, this 
classic kind of white person workout gear, right? The headbands and everything. Bill, I hate to interrupt this, but I wanted to just ask, should you be talking about this? Is this like Fight Club? No, it's... uh, Did they give you any rules? They gave me a name. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They gave me the name of the person I'm supposed to kill. No, no, they named me. I've been initiated. What's oh, your boy. name? Okay. Oh, no. Well, hold on. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. I just want to check just to protect him. Yeah, thank I'm you. jumping the gun. I'm sorry. Which is, so, by the way, the name of their favorite exercise. I'm jumping, jumping the, gun. the gun. It's not. It's dying cockroach. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. So everybody just shows up. Yes, they all show up. We show up. You know, I'm the only person in Kentucky that owns a mom car, so like I drove everyone, (laughs) and uh, and so we show up. Our group shows up. We are called FNGs, which in this context means friendly new guy. It doesn't really mean that. (laughs) It does. It does. Friendly. That was our name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that. That's what we had to go by. And um, okay. they all had code names. Like my small group leader, his code name is Butcher because he's a vegan. Okay. <laughs> and he never tells anyone his name. He goes by Butcher in this group. And they all have similarly bizarre names. So we get there. We're all you know in the workout group. We get introduced and they're like, oh, man. Four FNGs. This is awesome. This is awesome. And it's like snowing at 530. It's so flipping cold. <laughs> they're like, well, let's just go on a jog over here to this uh, this, this uh, parking lot and we'll do everything there. And um, so we get over there and I can just tell by the lingo they use when we start warming up that um, they sound, it's like, sounds like it's cop workout lingo. Like um, <laughs> Mr. Smith's stuff in the YMDC. Right. It all the same thing. Like all the same thing. So the first guy he's leading and like one guy gets nominated to lead every week and they have like special lingo, lingo for what they call him when he's leading and stuff. <laughs> and uh, so we line up and we're in a circle and he's in the middle and then he'll like yell out a workout, like side straddle hops. And then everyone else will <laughs> yell it back, side straddle hops. And then he'll uh, he'll give some word to like say that they're all in rhythm, and then he'll start counting, and then we count. And um, so first, you know, obviously, like man, this this feeling kind of spooky. And I looked over at my friend Jordan, and he was feeling pretty much the same way. And it was also like felt like it was negative ten. Um, then the workout just lasted forever. And initial initially, I had the impression that I would be able to keep up and surpass these old people in this workout (laughs) and like i this is this is thursday my body still hurts so bad (laughs) it was unbelievable did you go back this morning no heck no dude no way (laughs) so Um, tell us what you what did you do like what is the side straddle hop it's a jumping jack (laughs) okay um but they call everything else different and um but we did like lots of sets we did like three overall different sections and each section contained four sets of uh 12 count of three 12 count different workouts and then a run and then back and so you repeat that cycle with um a bunch of different workouts and anyway even as i'm explaining it now it just is very in-depth and i realized why i felt like it lasted forever so we like we were doing like these special push-ups for a while and then we would get up and run to this fence, which was, I don't know, like a football field and a half away and back, like sprint. And then we would do like crunches and uh, leg lifts and squats. And then we would run and come back. And we just like kept doing that. And every time, like I was looking at my friend Jordan, every time we would do that and we'd complete a set, like I was like, oh, whew, that wasn't so bad. All right, good workout, everybody. And then it was like, all right, next set. And then- and I was just like, <laughs> holy crap. Wow. Finished. Like, by my estimation, we actually finally finished. We all stood in a circle for a while. And then they had this fancy word for essentially just like post-workout workouts. 
And that's when I discovered the dying cockroach. (laughs) (laughs) And I will never forget it. We did these unbelievable ab workouts as such that I will not even describe to you because they're so gory. (laughs) And, um, and like, honestly, like I was looking at the other guys with us, these old guys were doing fine, but everyone that came (laughs) with me, like stopped the workouts and we're laying on the pavement in the snow, like just wishing they were dead. uh, (laughs) I felt, I felt my abs tearing. Like they were going to rip in half. But I couldn't stop because these old people were beating me. Um, <laughs> so these these, workers, these they just people kept were going. In, in Vietnam. They were there. <laughs> they literally were. Uh, and it just you kept. keep up? It kept going and kept going. And then finally, the guy who's leading, he's getting pretty tired. But there's this other guy and his name's like of or something i don't even <laughs> i don't even know guys and uh he's like hey give me a give me a workout and he's like let's do the dying cockroach and this is when all the old guys go oh no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking crap like i'm not gonna live to tell about this so after all this workout we're laying on the ground and you like lay flat on your back and then you bring up your left leg and your right arm and you touch them and then down and then left arm and right one and down. And you just keep repeating that. And it's like the counting is like you have to do five before it counts to one. So you feel like <laughs> you're just being mentally defeated as well. Like <laughs> my abs were literally tearing. I thought there was like blood coming out. Wow. <laughs> it, it, it was, I mean, you guys obviously, CJ, you don't think it sounds so bad, I can tell, but listen. <laughs> no, it, it sounds entertaining. It was, it was awful. So at the end, we went back and we had what's called the ball of man. <laughs> the ball of man. <laughs> and that's all where right. we, all, we all circle up together. Mm. And, um, and the leader asks us if we have any intentions. And <laughs> That like with, is... with their daughter or what? <laughs> no, 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 just... <laughs> it goes like this. Well, any intentions? And I was like, what? <laughs> uh... <laughs> and that's when we, we do uh, he, he, essentially prayer requests. Oh. But they're not, they're not prayer requests. And so we, we you know, someone said like, my, my wife's friend in South Carolina, she has cancer or something. And then we all sat in silence. And he was like, anything else? No one not answered. So then he sort of like did this prayer thing where he was like, thanks for being here. And, and uh, you know, like iron on iron and make it pushing us, each other to be better. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys. And um, we just think of all the intentions and the ones that weren't said in our hearts and just hope for um, peace and hope. Amen. Wow. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. And then initiation time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is when we stood in a circle, and one of the time we had to step forward and give our name, rank, and serial number. Actually, we had to give like our like, <laughs> name, talk about who we were, and like just give them some random details about your life. Then you stand back in the circle and you let them come up with names. And they know they got the right name when you wince. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. This, this is so weird. It's, I know. Even telling you, yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, but, this uh, sounds like something that I would write and not show anyone. I'm totally going to go back. <laughs> I've never had a workout that good like in my life. It was insane. So strange. Um, anyway. How, 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 did you get, how did you get introduced to this idea again? My vegan small group leader. <laughs> Your vegan small group leader. I love that guy. He's, he's awesome. But he's vegan. I mean, he's great though. He's good. How, many, how many soybeans did he did he burn? I, I don't know. He was doing better than I was in the workout. Made me think wow. twice about eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> I came home and ate sausage for breakfast. And um, anyway, they named me Pixar because I'm a videographer. Ah. So they I named you what? Pixar. 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 Like Disney, uh, Pixar. Yeah, I get it. I wonder if we can okay. say that on this podcast, if we're like copyright or something. You can oh, say Pixar. brand names. 
Um, but they they like knew it was too respectable. <laughs> but they couldn't come up with anything else. All right. I mean, no, it's the worst positions were, to be in. It's they, true. Pixar, and they were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And one of them literally said, "Like it's it's too respectable." And, uh, and they're like, "Yeah, well, well, I guess it's Pixar." <laughs> they were just they seemed disappointed with it. They wanted they, something. Do they need some suggestions? No, they do, though. I mean, we could definitely give them some suggestions. Once you're named, Mike was telling us on the way back, once you're named, like, you cannot be unnamed. All right. Well, it's Pixar now. Because there was a dude who was, <laughs> he was named something that he shouldn't have been called. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't be renamed. Did they make an exception for him? No, no. Even the leader name very often. Even no, they they did. The leader, <laughs> the leader of the group, even like said, like, "Hey, you know, guys, we need to not be given names like this because it's going to get out to the community, and we want to keep a clean name and all that." And they, and they like stoked they didn't rename. Him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, while you've been talking about this, I couldn't help but Google F three. Yeah. Have you looked? Have you looked them up? I just did like a little while before I talked talk tonight about so, it. So strange. Um, the three FCJ are fitness, fellowship, and faith. Oh. And I'm, qu- I'm quoting the website, the last of which we define as not one specific religion or faith system, but simply a belief in something outside oneself. Hmm. And it, it, it also ends with a circle of trust, Billy. I find ball of man to be a very different title. Listen. I didn't like <laughs> I didn't like ball of man either, but that's what Mike called it. The ball of man. That's interesting. I mean, but look, I'm looking at their website right now, and there's like event calendars, back blast announcement, and then Jeff, stop! What are you doing? <laughs> I'm making tea. I'll say, I'm say, I'm actually I'm I'm trying to create footage so I can show you the tea that I'm making. Oh, you're filming so that you guys. I, what? It was, I was. I was filming. This brings me to my other topic that yes. I wanted to talk about today. Okay. okay. That was Wally, a very transition. Wally Fister. Okay. Wally Fister. Do, do you know who that is? I do not no know idea. who that is. He's the man who made Nolan's movies. Nolan's movies. He's a cinematographer. Oh, Okay. Wally Fister, the cinematographer. Yeah, and he did like all of the best Nolan movies that were clearly Nolan. So like Dark Knight trilogy, um, even even uh, the two older ones that I can't remember right now. Um, uh, obviously, he did Inception, but he also did. Hold on, I want to come up with the names. Don't you worry. Um, Memento and The Prestige. Oh yeah! Wow, I haven't seen Those Memento like... yet, but I I love Prestige, incredible movie. I haven't. I actually haven't seen that. One. I haven't seen either oh. of those. You guys haven't seen Prestige? No. They need to be on Netflix, man. I need to see these, <laughs> dude. <laughs> they Prestige need to be like on Netflix. Prestige brought my respect for Nolan to a whole new level. Wow. That was one of his first. I mean, Memento was his first movie, right? It was his first big one. He had done some stuff before. That wasn't. That was in two thousand. Prestige is in two thousand six. Where... 2006 and then, and then the dark knight and then inception and then uh i'm sorry uh batman begins was before the prestige oh okay so batman begins 2005 prestige 2006 anyway did you see um his his newest movie what was it called the um normandy one. Oh yeah, yeah. was it normandy what um, was it called dunkirk yeah dunkirk yeah. did you guys see it yeah yeah really good Really good. I haven't seen it yet. So oh, it was really, really good. It's worth seeing. But what about the cinematographer? Would tell us about him. Wally, what's his name? Wally Fister. Wally Fister. I S T E R. Yeah. Fister. Um. So obviously, I've been trying to learn something about cinematography since it's my job, right? <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's good. So I've been researching this guy because I was like, "There's the thing that I love most about Nolan's movies is everything looks amazing." So I started researching the philosophy of Wally Pfister and 
um, the whole, he's, he's the guy who, you know, like you think of Nolan, you think of, at least I think of only film with his recording or with his videography, right? He records everything on film. Oh, I've heard that, that actually. Not digitally. Yeah. But that's Wally Fister. That's, that's actually not Nolan. Um, no one just uses him because he loves the idea. So oh. Fister, he records everything on film and he uses natural lighting. Like his whole philosophy is wrapped around natural lighting. And uh, hmm. I didn't really like notice a strong difference in that until I started paying attention to it. But like today, right. and I know this isn't the highest quality movie ever made, but Jesse and I were watching um, Jurassic World, like the new Jurassic World. Yeah. And, hmm. um, the lighting was like, obviously artificial in every shot so everything was painted with this warm lighting that and every everyone's face was half lit from nowhere in the immediate context of the movie yeah. so like standing here it pans around you're seeing everything they're seeing but there's no light casting this light it's just coming from somewhere and i was like how could that be true when they shot the whole thing on location no, they shoot different <laughs> shots. No, they, they shot it in, in the real Jurassic Park. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I've heard uh, that. Anyways, um, the more I was thinking about that, like, the more I watch stuff looking to pay attention, like, almost everyone does that. Because people like to look at warm lighting. And we like to see things in the light. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Everything looks artificial if you're looking for it. But the thing Nolan does, and I was, I was watching like a bunch of, um, there's tons of YouTubers who have done, uh, analyzed this and like they point shots out. Um, super interesting. But the thing Nolan does or Fister does is use as much natural lighting as possible. And the overall goal isn't to make it, isn't to make it look warm or nice, but to make everything look natural. So if it's dark, yeah. it's supposed to look dark. And it's like such a normal, like that's the most obvious idea. Yeah. Like it should look natural, but um, it makes such a difference. So I was like super fascinated with that. I've been trying to find out. And also I wish I was rich so I could buy a film video camera. But I mean, is that actually practical though? Because then he has to convert it to a digital form. I know, but it looks so much better. Does it though? I've I've heard that. Well, I mean, there there's a lot of photographers on Instagram. Um, one in particular, I don't know if you guys follow um, um, Corey or if you guys know Corey really from. And he lives in Kalispell, um, but his Instagram is only film. Um, he shoots everything on film and then develops them, uploads them, and, and stores them all on his computer. Um, hold on, hold and, on, hold on. He okay, develops I'm, I'm them holding. and takes a picture of them, or develops them and puts them. No, I assume he. I assume he scans them, um, in some in some more quality sense. I don't know. He, he I don't know how you. I don't know what the process of changing it from film to, like digital stuff. I don't know how that works, but I don't. I, mean, I, don't, I don't. Obviously, you can do exactly it. How it works either. Um, but there's something about film that really does have a really unique texture to it. It's the same idea of going back to records and recording things, you know, the old fashioned way instead of the digital MP3s. Yeah. I mean, the problem with that, I think, is a lot of modern records that are just kind of um, rushed through the production line. Yeah. They don't sound as good as, I mean, because if the idea is to go back and listen to music in a more analog and in original sense, but people don't record music analog anymore, they record it digitally. And then right. transferring it to analog is yeah, the same not, as yeah, is the it, same as yeah, yeah. yeah, trying to make a movie look like it was shot in film, which is know? like adding a um, effect to a digital movie. So you have totally. to, you have to record it in analog, and you have to film it with film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was super interesting. So I've been looking into it a lot. I think I think I mean inevitably, there's a lot of it that's probably just hipster, like restoring the art to it instead of making it so easy um so i mean that's that's probably a factor too but i just yeah. it was such a cool idea yeah yeah it is a cool idea mm -hmm. I, I i like i mean i like that um i i know it's probably a hipster thing but i really like that attempt to kind of return to the yeah to the 
to a slight to, to take a little bit more time with things. Yeah, art. I mean, that's the whole idea of third third wave the third wave coffee movement. Right. Is as kind of a response to people who don't like what Starbucks says. You know, I mean, right. that, yeah. it was a it was huge a response to things they didn't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But that's. Hmm. Well, I will have to pay more attention. Do you know what other work he's done? Or is it mostly Nolan? Sister? Stuff? Yeah, he did lots of stuff back in the day. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, I'll check it out say, myself then. Yeah, let's just say everything that he's been working on since Nolan has been something you would actually watch. So nice. that's good. <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Um, one last thing on that note, I think the movie Dunkirk was also filmed on film. Mm. Interesting. That would be, I will pay attention to that when I go watch it. One of these days, (laughs) I'm really behind on that one. Yeah, that one, that one actually was, it was really good. It was worth, um, worth watching. Very fascinating from a storytelling perspective. Um, That's I, what I've heard. Yeah, because it's told very really non-linearly. Right. Uh, it was kind of confusing actually at first. I had a hard time with it anyway, but um, they, they did a good job at pulling it all together at the end. I think everybody. Nice. When I watched, it, I watched it in the theater, and I think everybody had the same pretty much the same realization moment like they everybody was a little bit a little bit lost and then there was like one scene like well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like spoil the story but there there were um, it's okay it happened like a hundred years ago (laughs) no i'm talking about the way that it's way that it's set up i know everybody knows the story you should know the story (laughs) sorry i couldn't help it um this must have been i guess this must Maybe it was Nolan, maybe it was Wally. I don't know, but there was like they put um, they put little things in in a bunch of different shots, and they did a really good job at like making you somehow remember this one little thing. Like there was a sail, or there was like a an old kind of half sunken boat, hmm. and I mean it was it was like it was a, a fairly main focus, I guess, but. There was one scene where you saw this boat, and then everything made sense. Everything made sense as to as to the timeline and um, what was happening in the story. There was like one scene, and I remember everybody around me, like not just the people I was with, but like a bunch of people around around me, all went oh <laughs> at the same time as I was like oh that's where okay that's where everything nice. clicks together. So it was really it was it was cool. It was well done. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, really cool. They just tell different perspectives at the same time. You have to, you catch on to it eventually. Um, Okay, to wrap up this segment where I said Dunkirk was filmed on film, uh, was shot Mm -hmm. on film. That's the correct way to say it, I think. Uh, Correct. And also, so is Interstellar. And. Oh. the thing that makes it so special, you know, all the space scenes in Interstellar, they were <laughs> yeah. shot on yeah. location. Shot on location. Um, uh, it's super wide screen. It's uh, way higher resolution than most digital cameras. Like normally like 35 millimeter is what is normally used. And Nolan shoots on a 65 or 70 millimeter in his film cameras. So you end up with a very wide, very full, very very high resolution um image with like lots of depths of color so that's why he does it interesting i wonder how they do that with a green so it makes all of those (laughs) yeah (laughs) all of those animated planets make just make some the thing about interstellar was like they didn't like they did lots of obviously there's a lot of inner uh animated scenes and stuff but they didn't ever just like look around in the galaxy like oh look at all these planets like most of it was pretty personal in the cockpit or you know like true they, he did a really good job with that so it wasn't just like exploring fake space but it's like deep into the people and uh 
like what you know because that was obviously the focus of the show but yeah so in his defense um one tidbit before we transition they're really loud what are i'm I'm reading on this the the cameras he's using the film cameras they're like so loud that he had to use a smaller camera and interstellar for the dialogue scenes (laughs) wow isn't that crazy that's it um that's all i got cj what do you want to talk about today um i actually didn't really have a whole lot that i was specifically going to talk about you were dying yeah we were most we were mostly excited to talk about your cult and stuff i mean it's pretty exciting um how about this okay so you so you told us a little bit about your new workout friends yeah. The new cult. Um, tell us about Louisville. Is that the Baptist cult? Louisville. Yeah. Sure. Well, I feel like nothing builds friendship faster than being tortured by a bunch of old people. It was super like, fun. Are, are these your? Are these your really close friends? Now? Well, actually, I mean, they they most of them go to college or the seminary and the same small group and same church as me. Coincidentally, so that's pretty sweet. Oh, In okay. one, of them. so, so this is so, funny. Actually, one of them, Jordan, he's uh, this super cool guy. He's in the music program at school. And he's like intersected at every point in my life in Louisville so far. So like I saw him on campus. I've been editing videos of him for the last two and a half weeks in like a workshop session. I'm like editing music videos and he's leading them. And he like led worship at orientation and he goes to my church in my small group and worked out with me. <laughs> ah. Wow. Yeah. Lucky Jordan. <laughs> Lucky Jordan. <laughs> oh, Lucky Jordan so has a new tail. <laughs> what? You're the tail, Bill. <laughs> me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was sending him photos of like his face on this screen that I was editing. It was fun. Louisville's um, <laughs> awesome. The campus is amazing. Um, there's been lots of cool stuff I've been able to see with um, my job. Like I said, that I was going through databases and like creating a directory for that. Yeah. And um, I like found all this old footage of campus like being built and stuff. Um, there's a shot on film from an airplane in 1927 of the campus. Wow. There was like only a few buildings there, but the one I live in, like without my apartment, it was there. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's just, a, it was super cool. So I got to see a lot of the history of the campus that way. Um, all the footage of That's really Lord, cool. like, becoming president and stuff was on there. So, How long ago was that? <laughs> I don't know. I should know. I don't know. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> uh, um, well, speaking of yeah. looking things up, um, I happened to look up today um, the population yeah. of Louisville, and it's actually almost identical to the population of Portland. Yeah. I mean, the, the metropolitan area is very different. Um, here, I'll just pull up the numbers because I, I saved them. So the, metro, or the, the city population of Louisville is um, 616,000 as of 2016. And the population of Portland is uh, 647,000 as of 2016. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only 30,000 people apart. But the metropolitan area of Portland, um, which I don't know if this includes Vancouver or not, because Vancouver is a pretty big city. Um, if it, I don't know, I don't know if it does or not, but it's uh, 2.4 million people, whereas the metro area for Louisville is only 1.2. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so it's twice the size in a metropolitan sense, but the city itself is, is almost identical. Um, which is funny, uh, 
but I thought it was interesting that we are in, because I, I have always thought of Portland as a big city, and it's always, I mean, it's obviously in, in the context of all the cities around it, it is. Um, but uh, Louisville's not mm-hmm. small. Well, the thing about Louisville, too, is like, um, it does have, it's like 612 or 616 or whatever in the city sort of proper, but the city just extends and extends. So we live in St. Matthews, but then there's Middletown and there's like three other ones I'm still learning. So like the estimated population of the whole area is 755,000. So it extends, but the city city is different. Louisville is just funny because we're right next to Lexington. We're right next to Cincinnati. We're pretty close to Nashville, Indianapolis. Like we're not far from anything. It's just like solid town in between. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it is from from here to Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just one slab of of city. Yeah. I bet we have more barbecue places per square mile than you do. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, you definitely have more barbecue places. But it's okay because I bet we have more coffee. Oh, everything else. Um, what was the place that Catherine Catherine went out to for Turkish? Oh, that's weird. I didn't, was it delightful? I don't know what it is. I had to ask her. Okay. Um, she enjoyed it. So there's a lot of lamb. lamb. Sounds oh. like. Yeah, a lot of lamb meat. Interesting. Um, yeah, there's so there's so much weird food here. Um, apparently Portland is actually like kind of a, a, a world-renowned foodie place. Um, this is where all of the, all the people who are really into food showed up. There's a whole bunch of really world-renowned chefs who live here now, who like retired here to start their own restaurants. There's one guy who's apparently the, the, the best, and I, I'm gonna, I, I mean, no one on, who listens to this podcast will get upset at me for mixing these up, but um, I don't remember if it's pho or ramen, both of which are really popular here. But he's like the world-renowned chef for that particular food. I you think can't be ramen. a ramen chef. And is it just popular because you guys can't afford anything else? Hey, it, no. Um, no, because the ramen bowls here are like $15. Yeah. What the that's, it's that's, not top ramen, Bill. Ramen is totally different. Yeah, there's, it's, yeah ramen is its own decadent food group. And I don't expect someone from, from Louisville to understand <laughs> that. You um, saw kentucky fried chicken um but anyway ramen my point is this guy picked portland because of all the cities in the world he said that the ph level of portland's water was the best (laughs) like that's the kind of people who are attracted to this city um, (laughs) yeah it's bizarre but uh, oh but weird thing while we're on the subject of weird food things, I mentioned casually, I mentioned wasabi um, sushi. Yeah. And wasabi is more famous than I thought it was living there. Because when I said that there is sushi in Montana, their, the person's initial reaction was like, no, there's not. And I explained the whole like, uh, like same day transportation yeah. system that all the rich people set up. And I was like, yeah, wasabi is there. And she, her eyes lit up. And she was like, I know, I know someone who knows the chef who started that <laughs> restaurant. Wow. And so, like, it's, it's apparently more famous than I knew it was. But um, um, and that's, that's all beside the point. We weren't really talking but about now food. But about food, now we are. Dang best chicken and waffles I've ever had in my life. I wrote for you. Yeah. Dad's been telling us <laughs> all about it. So good. Joella's hot chicken and waffles. Joella's hot chicken and waffles. Hot chicken and waffles. Specifically Joella's hot. hot chicken and waffles. Wow. You huh. can pick. You just walk in. You like pick what you want, and then you pick the spice. There's like a spice level chart, and you pick what spice you want your chicken. Wow. So good. I I picked the spice for a chicken sandwich at a, a Ardo. Here, it's kind of a, like a chicken sandwich. It was the freaking spiciest sandwich I've ever. 
I, I couldn't taste anything for like a day and a half after it. Well, the place with a name like Lardo, it's got to kind of pack a punch, you know? Um, it's going to have something going for it. Yeah, and it did. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. Um, I'm trying to send you guys and go through. I was having some difficulty. Um, Here. But I was trying to send you videos of my tea so that we could talk about that, sec. but we can I do that later. We're having a connection issue. You cut up yeah. it for a second. Say that one more time. Oh, um, I was just saying that I was, I was attempting to send you guys some videos, which may explain our connection is- issue, actually. Dude, you sound like a robot. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me? Hello. Jeff. Hello. Jeff. Hello. Oh, I heard you. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello. Uh, Okay, I can can hear hear you, you Billy, kind of. Kind of? Well, okay, yeah, now I can hear you. Okay. Well, what were you talking about? You need to start over. Um, I'm trying to send you guys videos and it's not working. Yeah, don't worry about it because I can't connection issue. go out of this app <laughs> or else my Bluetooth will disconnect. Yeah. Oh, really? That's dumb. All right. Well, anyway, I was just going to show you guys a, the I got, tea a, I I got a picture, but we don't need to worry about it. Uh, oh, I got a video. I got two videos. Let's not show you a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, we can talk about this later or something, but um, yeah, I don't want this in the in the podcast. Do we have it's, it's anything else mind. we want to um, anyway. talk about in the podcast, or else we'll do an off the record? But we can also. Well, um, was great. there anything else? Oh, Transition yeah, time. Here we go. Uh, yeah, um, okay, let's try again. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? What do you want to talk? <laughs> Um, I didn't have a ton to talk about, um, but one thing that I wanted to kind of touch base on, I think it was back in our first episode, I said that my challenge was, um, Mm -hmm. to pick 10 books you were going to read this year. Um, and Billy listed off his syllabus, so he's good, but CJ, Um, I wondered if you'd given any more thought to that. I have given more thought to that. Yes. Um, Okay. I believe you. And you do not need to name any books to make well, me believe I don't you. Have I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't found 10 books. Um, but. Okay. Um, I have found a couple. So I want to read. I want to reread The Cimmerillion. I would like to. Um, nice. Oh, I'm trying to remember what the. Oh, there's one called the. An, I'm sure you, neither of you will think this is very interesting, but it's called the four hour work week. Um, and I, it's, it's kind of, um, okay. Well, my understanding is it's kind of a discussion about the new, like all the, the more quote progressive way that Europe does their work days, their work weeks. So, um, I'd mm-hmm. like to read some of that. It's it's been a highly recommended book, so I'd like to read that book. Um, and then there was a couple others that I have written down, but I can't nice. remember what they're called. They're not ones that I'm really familiar with. It was just some business type books that people recommended. So I forgot where those are. Nice. Um, you should instead <laughs> of reading the Silmarillion, read um, Baron and Luthien because they just released Maybe that read both. Um, last late last year. Or both. Um, or read both. Um, <laughs> Baron and Luthien, um, uh, I mean, you, you remember um, yeah. their like minor arc in the Silmarillion, but this is kind of does the same thing for that yeah. arc as the Children of Huron, um, where it kind of tells the rest of the whole story based on his notes. Um, and they just released a new one, The Fall of Gondolin, um, like Fall a month or two ago. Um, I just saw it in yeah. person for the first time the other day. Um, yeah, so they kind of, I think that that's it. I think that's the end of that trilogy, but it's all illustrated by that same guy. 
um, who did Children of Karen, uh, Christopher Lee. Um, like, and it's, it's he lovely. read it? No, he, what? he illustrated it. He, Christopher, yeah. Christopher Lee? Yeah. What do you mean, who? Christopher Is Lee. It? What? Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Am I getting yeah, your name wrong? That's not, Christopher not, Lee, and he's not dead. Saruman, oh, or Saruman. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, that's yes. so funny. No, you're right. Alan Lee. I was like, thinking the same thing. I was like, Lee. um. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> correct. Not Christopher Lee. Yeah. The funny thing is they it's look like, oh, really similar. Too? So <laughs> I was picturing him on my head and I was like, yeah, looks the right guy. That's kind of true. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah. One yeah. looks yeah. less wizard. Yeah. Chris is a real wizard. <laughs> but um, even his Duke is a wizard. Just a real wizard. Um, but I mean, read them both if you want. I just thought that that one, um, because it's on my hopeful reading list this year. Um, and so yeah, I was like, well, maybe oh, I will, throw, I'll throw I will, that maybe out. Maybe I will read both. If you need a couple extra books, maybe I'm so. about 40 pages into an accelerating textbook on archaeology. Wow. You, yeah, sorry, your was, voice uh, faded out and was replaced by my doorbell. doorbell. I was going to say, I, I heard the doorbell too. <laughs> oh, wow. It, wow. <laughs> um. Billy, did you say you're 40 pages into a riveting book? Really you riveting. Said exhilarating <laughs> yeah, book about it's actually archaeology. pretty good. So if you want to read that, CJ. Um, yeah. <laughs> that sounds right up CJ's alley. Yeah, I mean, maybe. You know, I might, I might do that. It's a really um, good one, which I'm, I'm going to... Oh, hold on. Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. sorry. We lost you. Right? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I, I think in part, at least. Yeah, back. Sorry, guys. Hello? Uh, yep, I'm here. Okay. Okay, I was going to say, I, I'm in the are middle of actually an interesting one. It's the, uh, the history of Israel from the Bronze Age through the Jewish Wars. Oh. It's way too wow, thick to be very interesting, very interesting, but it's interesting. Um, this was on, <laughs> this was on the list in the syllabus sound. of um, optional extra credit book reports. And um, I just sort of looked through them, you know, because like on Amazon, you can't see how thick a book is, right? So I just picked the one that sounded the inter- <laughs> most interesting, and this was it. And it got delivered, and I was like, this is a textbook. It's enormous. <laughs> it's got to be, it's 700 something wow. pages. Uh, yeah. Wow. So then in class, my, my history teacher was like, there's some extra credit book reports listed in the syllabus. Don't pick a history of Israel from the Bronze Age to the. <laughs> <laughs> That's her. <laughs> Oh, definitely. We'll do that. <laughs> no, it turned out. Yeah, I don't know. Who did this? Asking for a friend. What's your name? Yeah, John. Accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Like you know, we like picking a section out of it, and then you can write it on that, which is good because before class started, I was already reading a section on it, which is on the Maccabean insurrection, and I am so stoked about that, and." uh can't wait to tell you guys all about it. Nice. Yeah. I can't it's wait. It's one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I'm not super well-versed in it, but what I So, CJ, if you want to read the Cimmerillion, like, this is like real-life Cimmerillion. Cool. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty Yeah. You know what? Maybe I, maybe I read, will. Read them both. History of Israel from the Bronze Age through the Jewish Wars. Revised yeah. edition. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. I'm sure that there are shorter versions. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> um, well, cool. That's what I wanted to catch up on. Are, are there books that you're specifically excited about, either of you? Looking yeah. forward to? Yeah. Um, Honestly, like this archaeology stuff is super good, 
because it deals with the question of, um, well, like two camps, maximalism or uh, minimalism on the subject and the treatment of biblical archaeology and the authority of scripture. And dealing specifically with the question, it's, it's about wow. archaeology really, but dealing with the question of how we treat, as Christians, we should treat our archaeological discoveries with, in balance with criticism of biblical text. Really good. Good. got it that's really fascinating, yeah i love actually. it a lot yeah um and my teacher is like the driest human being i've ever met but so awesome and so funny like dry sense of humor um he has a identical twin who's also a professor wow. at the college it's just weird <laughs> but it's <laughs> awesome so uh, i really love uh, that class but those books are really good um I haven't started any of my ethics books yet, but they look really good. So I'm excited to read those too. Nice. CJ, I know that you're preoccupied with things like, uh, like, sort, like oh, denying yes. all my name suggestions. Um, Let's talk about that. I was in the middle of a list. You just banned. Name for CJ. <laughs> wow. For CJ's kid. <laughs> Well, CJ has a name. Um, I, th- I think you should name your, your son yeah. Jericho, personally. Jericho the Wall. No I way. think Jericho's a great name. You know, yeah, Jericho, one of the, the problems wall, with no interpreting scripture biblically is that uh, there's no archaeological evidence that Jericho was destroyed during the time Israel was even in Canaan. Is there geological yeah, evidence there that is. Jericho existed at all? Okay. Interesting. I mean, if we're going to take the Bible um, very, very literally, then if you name your son Jericho, no, yeah, it's probably going to be cursed. Fall down. Who call him the wall? Oh, so don't call him, him the wall. <laughs> Lord. Well, <laughs> dads, our dad's newest really uh, name for the child is Fletcher. I, you know, I actually told, like Fletcher. I don't dislike Fletcher, but <laughs> there is somebody in this group that doesn't like Fletcher. Not, not this group, but Emily doesn't like Fletcher. Yes, she doesn't I like Fletcher. Emily was who we were talking but, about. Um, I, I assumed that it was her <laughs> because of how Adam like and Dad fact, was about. Like when you said Dad suggested a name, I assumed. Emily didn't like it. Yeah. 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 You're correct. It's got just the right amount of like people history and Phineas and Ferg coming like together. It personally, but I'm not gonna tell her that. And we we so we've we've been having yeah. this she's not gonna listen to this, it's fine. Shout we <laughs> just got a text this week that said she was really listening. That's awesome. Yeah, she was. We actually, it was, That's it's kind of weird. We listened to it a little bit all together last night. Uh, like a family thing. You yeah, weren't. It was weird. Oh, that is weird. Huh? You weren't all together. Oh, just, just the family. <laughs> That's true. All the people who oh, are, wow. all the people who are with uh, It's just, it's just the family. It's just us. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well that's all we have time for yeah, that, <laughs> um, yeah I as far as books that I'm excited to read I to, just honestly I'm not super excited to read because right now that is just another thing that I have to do but I'm excited about the idea of getting into reading again and reading books that are interesting and useful and helpful and yes i am excited about the idea of it but right now it's it's just kind of like how am i going to fit this in my schedule i don't know but that's kind of the point it's a challenge right so um i am looking forward to that quick question yeah. yes have you read the harry potter series no 
this is crazy, but in the great books seminar, which is, we have great books seminar one and two, like required across voice college. And, um, Harry Potter is uh, required reading. Wow. I'm, I'm awesome? mad stoked and impressed about it. That's weird, but I like it's it. It's actually awesome. incredible, and CJ, you, you should read it. it. Wow. Um, which brings me to my point. Yes. <laughs> CJ. Oh, okay. God. I might send you a book that you need to read. I'll send it to you to make it really easy. We're just going to bombard you with it because I, I think I think Billy's already read it. And if I it, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, OK, Billy, actually, I haven't Prince? read The Little Prince. Yes, he has. Yeah, yeah. OK, but you, so you saw the movie, but you haven't read it. Um, so I'm right. Actually, I just finished a book. Uh, I just finished writing a book, actually, um, for for Catherine. I finished it's kind of a gift for her for her birthday. So I finished it with a week to spare, which was fabulous. Um, but. The Little Prince is a big theme throughout the book. Um, it's something that I continually like reference again. Um, and just because of the amount of time that I've spent on it because of that, um, it's been just, I mean, kind of constantly blowing my mind. It is, for being, I think it's 71 pages, it's probably the richest, like most incredibly dense huh. piece of storytelling that I've ever read. It's just incredible. And, um, and it's 71 pages, which means it's, it's like, honestly, I mean, two hours. I, I, I mean, it could be less than that, but because um, it's mostly pictures with some text. But it, it takes some time because it's heavier than it seems like it's going to be. Um, but it's been on my mind, especially recently, because I'm about to read a book that I found accidentally. I got it because it looked cool. I didn't recognize it. And then I got it home and realized that it's by the same author as The Little Prince. It's an antique. It's called um, Wind, Sand, and Stars. And um, there weren't that many of them published in English in the first edition. So I don't know if this is the first edition. I need to check it out. Mm. But it was published in like 47, I think. Um, and it's one of his only books. He only wrote a couple. But this is the book that is most closely connected to The Little Prince. Now, The Little Prince he wrote as like a children's book. This one is more like a, fan, like a fictionalized memoir of his experience in World War II oh, as an aircraft pilot. But the thing that makes him crazy, his name was um, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, I think is how you're supposed to say it. I don't know how to say his last name. But he died in his 20s. Actually, we, <laughs> he disappeared in his 20s after his plane crashed oh, in the right. desert, which yes, is exactly the, the yeah. start of super The Little weird. Prince, is a guy crashing his plane in the desert. It's super weird. It's the same desert that he disappeared in as the one where this character meets The Little Prince. And those were published like two years apart at most. Um, he wrote it after the war or while he was in America as like a refugee from the war, I guess. And then he went home and would continue to fly as a pilot, flew over the desert and was never seen or heard from again. But anyway, I'm stoked to read this book. It's on the top of my um, nice. list of books. I would I'm read that. That sounds right now. Um, but I want to send you. Well, just tell me what it's called. I, I, I can, will, maybe I I'll send you myself. both. Ha ha. Yeah. It's called, uh, which one? Live a Little Prince is the name of the Little Prince. The other okay. one is called uh, Wind, Wind, Sand and Stars. And I have not read it. I'm stuck yeah. to read it. You need to read The Little Prince first. Um, but I think everyone needs to read that. I think it should be required reading at this point. But that's just because I'm stoked about it. Um, cool. Yeah, that's all I had to add. Um, that's it. We'll talk okay. about The Little yeah, Prince later. I can, I can read, read that. It. I actually I, I know the story. But I'm not really sure where I know the story from. Well, they made the movie a couple of years ago on Netflix. It's a good movie. Um, it's it's act. It tells the story of the Little Prince inside the packaging of another story that was inspired by yeah. the Little Prince, and I found that really fascinating. Um, which is kind of what I did as well with this novel that I just finished. Um, it 
talks about the little prince as something that was impactful to the characters and they keep going back to it yeah. even though it's okay. you know cool. a different story but anyway yes. it. so jeff next time you next time you're hosting the show we'll discuss our we'll have a, a more detailed list of our writing or reading uh projects and we can discuss those more in depth sound good Okay. Well, I think that you concludes our fourth episode of Free Range Waffles. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Free Range Waffles. Instagrams. And we will see you next week. Well, you'll listen That's to us. True. You won't see us. We will speak to you next week. Out. Hello. Hello. How's my mic? Your mic's always great. Okay. Well, I'm using a I'm using different headphones tonight because I left my other ones at work. Oh, okay. How's my mic? It's good. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, I was going to continue this conversation, but then I realized that part of it could probably make for a good talking point <laughs> later on. I guess. Okay. But um, the thing I was going to say is that there's this scene in, in Punisher. No, 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 no. This is different. There's a scene okay. in Punisher season two where he gets in a fight with a bunch of dudes at a gym. And okay. like it's a mob run Russian gym. And he like walks in and like starts a fight and winds up fighting all these dudes using like mostly gym equipment. And as I was watching it, I was like, wow, I need to tell CJ that this is the first realistic application of CrossFit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thruster. What? <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty gnarly scene. So the thing about Punisher is that I mean Billy was right morally it's it's inferior to Daredevil. Um it's also a lot more violent. But it's all very like it's predominantly like gun violence and, and things like not only but mostly. So if you thought Daredevil was violent, this is probably worse. Well, I mean, I thought it was violent, but I liked it, you know? Yeah, I like, I liked it. I love Daredevil. But this one, there's some moments, especially in that particular episode, when he's, he uses, like, a, one of those little baby two-pound weights as, like, brass knuckles and, like, punches a dude with it over and over. And then, and then I was like, I might be out here in a second. <laughs> that was too much. <laughs> too much. Too much. Yeah. Yep. Where's Billy? I don't know. Can you even do this on your computer? Uh, not that I know of. But that doesn't mean that you can't. I don't He's, know. He seems to think you can. He does seem to think that. But, but he mean. thinks a lot of things that he aren't doable. I mean, I guess that's probably true. Don't we all? That's yes, yes we do. Mhm. Well, I feel like I can't say anything until Billy comes in. Well, let's just say stuff because I think Billy has most of the talking to do today. Anyway. Yeah. Did you have something to talk about? Because I didn't really have anything to talk about. You know, I actually don't really have a whole lot. I mean, I don't have much. We we should we haven't like settled on a discussion, but we could just kind of pick something. I don't know. I mean, let's just wait and see where it goes. It'd be fine for today to just have lots of subjects too, because I feel like at least last week was pretty focused. Yeah, last week was good. Um, I think we do need to get some kind of a structure. We're finally starting to get the hang of things. Yeah. Um. The you know the first and second podcasts were okay. But the third one yeah. was not. Or, I mean, the third one was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, um, I agree. So I think we need to I think we need to have a little bit more structure to it. I think so. I, I think that will help. So even if it's just like one, I think having one topic, an individually curated play, uh, uh, podcast, like switching off leadership, I think will be important. Because that way we don't yeah. have to worry about it every week. We only have to worry about it once every three weeks, basically. Right, exactly. Yeah, and then and then it can kind of be your main topic that you want to discuss. Totally. I think, that's I think a, that would be cool. I think that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I think, 
Um, I, I mean, I think we can make it pretty interesting. We, I think we should start getting into some topics, though, instead of just, like... Just talking. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. Like, I think we should actually have... In theory, Billy has something topics. to say today. But... Well, I, <laughs> I think at minimum we could just talk about his job. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would like to talk about his college experience, too, because it's so vastly different than ours. Um, right. I'd love to talk about Louisville, even, and what that dynamic looks like, because I, I mean, I'm only now starting to, like, get a feel for the culture here. But what oh, I'm yeah. finding is that, so <laughs> I did the research today. Portland and Louisville are almost exactly the same size. Oh, interesting. Um, the metropolitan area is a lot bigger here. Yeah. Um, it's like considerably bigger in Portland <laughs> as far as the metro goes, but the city itself is the exact same size. Oh, Billy's texting. What is what he, he saying? He just said, hello! Hello! <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, Goober? All right, maybe we'll have to start over. Okay. Hello. Uh, 